Rumblestone to the Rumble Alliance Briefing Room Podcast. We are here to podcast about anything and everything Star Wars with you. Please visit our website where you can play current and past episodes. That's HTTPS colon backslash backslash R-A-B-R Johansson.us. That's R-A-B-R dot K-A-I-L-E-J-O-H-A-N-S-N dot U-S. On the left-hand side is a navigation menu. You can use this to learn how to load the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room podcast on your Android or Apple phone and tablet. And we have direct links to our podcast on Apple and Google Podcasts. Please participate by connecting to our social media, answering questions of the week, or submitting feedback directly from the site. Again, all of these are available at the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room website at R-A-P-R-K-A-I-L-E-J-O-H-A-N-S-E-N dot U-S. And now, it's time to talk Star Wars. Yay, Star Wars. I am Kyle John Johansson, and this is Andrew Scott Sutton. Say hello. It's Rick. It's Rick. It's not Andrew. Andrew is uh, sleeping. Well, no. He's probably doing other things with his family issues he's having. We will uh, let him talk about that later. Um. Okay. So today... We're reviewing Star Wars Bad Batch Season 3, Episode 3. It's called Shadows of Tannis. Tantis, which is, uh, as we know, the planet that uh, Hemlock is on with um, Omega and Crosshair and Emily Carr. All the fun people are there, right? Oh, and and the Emperor shows up this time. Whoops. That was a spoiler alert. That was a spoiler. Sorry. Uh, yeah, so we've got all that fun coming. Um, and I wanted to mention again, uh, Rick had talked about one of the episodes about donating. If you'd like to do that, you can. If anybody's interested in that, just let me know through um, our uh, feedback channels. Um, we can do that. Uh, the cost of this podcast is, is very minimal right now, so you know, but if we get people to donate, we may uh, give away stuff like stickers and, uh, you know, T-shirts and stuff. I'm not giving away any of the Funko Pops, but I'll I'll give away some other stuff. <laughs> well, if you get a duplicate, maybe you could. Maybe. I do actually have one duplicate somewhere. I just, I don't, I can't remember where it is. It's the exact, exact same number and everything. Um, and it might be a Boba Fett, but anyway, uh, that's one of the things we're going to do today is watch a unboxing of a Funko Pop that I ordered. And, uh, this is the third one and it'll be exciting. Right, Rick? Yes. Can't wait. Nice and short usually is what they are too. So let's see. Here we go. That's the screen. Share sound. You can see it now, Rick. There it is. That one's upside down. Yeah, it's upside down. Which maybe it's because it's a different box, but we'll see. Did, right, did you just another one? It's my trusty stabby tool. Um, I mean, letter opener. You Danger! Need, Danger! Need to bleed sometime. All right. Uh, step, uh, 
Size. This one's yeah, kind of small. This one's not as big as the other boxes. It's this never been opened either. Box, right? Yeah, it's different. Oh, oh, it's packed in another box. Look at this. They're trying to trick us. Uh, it's hard to get out to. Those dirty rascals. I'm not going to read what it says yet. I don't want to spoil it, so let's open it. Oh, look at that. Oh, there she is. Who is it? It's Morgan. Lisbeth. Morgan. Not Elizabeth. Elizabeth. All right. Yeah, 684. Remember that number again. Yeah, 684. Morgan. Side. 684. 84. There's the collection again. 683, 64, 85, 86, 87, 88. Phelan was 88. Okay. 684. This is the whole picture where she doesn't have any weapons on her. I wonder if they'll release another one with some weapons, you know. She had the uh the, the witchy sword thing. And it's spy with my little eye. Anyway, there's our latest unboxing. What did you see? Rick? Nice. All right. Thanks. I spied with my little eye a little blue guy. There was a blue guy there, yes. Mm. And honestly, that might have been the video that didn't play. <laughs> oh. I'm not sure. I can't remember exactly which one, which order it was in, but blue he, might, he might be there. He might be. In future episodes of this podcast, you might see an unboxing hands. Yeah. So that means today, uh, again, Bad Batch Season 3, Episode 3, Shadows of Tannis. And we don't have a good cast listing of this one because I didn't take pictures yet. But to Rick's point, I'm going to queue it up live and we're going to look at it live, sort of. I'm going to read it. You won't be able to see it. But if you give me a second or two, I'll get that queued up. I should have done this in advance, but I just thought of it. So actually Rick mentioned it earlier, but I forgot about it until now. And we're going to pick Star Wars. Because you're getting old. Well, I heard you're getting old, too. Mr. Five O, just turned twenty one. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. This is all die. All these little streaks, it's all die. Oh, can you hear that? That was loud. That was the stereo in here. Hey, ugly man. Hey! What? You know, it looks to me, Rick, like um, I fell asleep at the last part of the show, too, because I don't remember that part. Um, okay. I haven't seen the third episode, so. Well, you're Did here I at the wrong it? time, then, because we're getting ready to talk about the third episode. Well, I don't care. Let's talk about it. Oh, that guy is scary. He was on the last episode. I saw him. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. I'm trying to get to these credits. Whoa, it went too far. Dude, what are you doing, man? Where's your script? 
I, I don't have. I'm not prepared. We're on the fly today. We had technical difficulties. All is well. So Rick, my, my, now, now, my, that, now that I'm old, now that I'm old, I, my my heart doctor has me in uh in uh thigh high compression, both legs. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's wearing his he's wearing his wife's stockings. Well, that's okay nowadays. I hear this sucks. <laughs> well, not really. My, my legs actually feel good. I was gonna say, I, I tell you what, it was nice when I wore that freaking thigh high one. You could definitely mm-hmm. tell the difference when you didn't wear it. So I'm sure. I may just leave on taping it. I slept in mine. I wore mine like two or three days in a row. You're supposed to take it off. And I'm like, no way, man. That was awesome. Yeah, I, that I was got, too good. Uh, I ripped I, I ripped my first pair. So I went back and I said, give me some of those gloves. Those gloves really help. Yeah, yeah. You know, an old fat man, you know, trying to bend over. and. But anyway, are you ready, Kyle? Are you done? What? I'm working on it. So it, I don't I thought just you relax. Hey, hey, you need to relax. <laughs> I'm not prepared this time. I told you. We told you that. So it it Is says it's created different? it says it's created by David Floating, which we know, but it doesn't say who the directors are this time. I did uh, it. I yeah, did okay. It. Uh, here we go. Wait, wait. Here it is. Shadows of Tannis was directed by Stuart. Lee, written by Matt Mitchovitz, which he's been writing quite a bit. Story editor is him as well. Um, okay. So they, they've they used some themes in this episode uh, written by John Williams. Uh, but the rest of the stuff is written by Kevin Kinnear and Sean Kinnear and Don Kinnear. I think this, the stuff they've written by John Williams is probably the Emperor March that he comes in oh, yeah. oh. and stuff like that, which uh, that's spoiler. All right. So Brad uh, D. Baker is the voice of all the clones. Oh, no crosshair comes around. That's and, all. And, our, and our Omega, which there is no crosshair in episode two, Scott. So just be aware. Um, but he's in three, I believe. We'll see. Uh, Omega. Is Michelle Yang? What episode was I watching? The he she she was talking to him and telling him about the dog. Episode one. Episode one. All right, so here we go. Here's the listing of all the other actors and stuff. We have Batcher, which is the uh, the one of the dogs that you were referring to, Rick or Scott. Commander Scorch, which is like I've told Rick, he's one of the guys that has the blue uh, the blue light. Lens on his lights, but he's those, uh, those are cool. He's he's one of the he's one of them that's in charge. Got like um, all clone troopers, of course. Still, Brad uh, D. Bradley Baker, Jimmy Simpson is Doctor Royce Himlock, uh, Keisha Castle Hughes, Emily Carr. Uh, of course, they brought back Ian McDermott to play the voice of Emperor Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Which uh, which he's going to be at our Comic Con this? Yeah, but you got to pay eighty dollars to get a signature. <laughs> yeah, you do, and you got to pay. Uh, uh, what kind of like, shit is that? It's like forty five bucks just to get in the door. I think 
yeah, to see the whole thing anyway. But um, Gwendolyn Yo is Nala Say. Ben Diskin plays uh, two different stormtroopers. He plays one of the pilots. Uh, David Accord is another one, and David Collins is a third stormtrooper. So we've got that for our cast in our uh, in our directors. And uh, we're going to do a commercial since we got Scott here and he loves commercials. And all Scott has to do is, is take his hat off and we can do the commercial. Really? And now, a word from our sponsors. Does your bald head take a beating from shaving the sun and all of the things Mother Nature throws your way? Do ladies look at your dry, sunburnt head and cringe? Well, guys, there's a new product out there in the head care market that promises to rock your head. I mean, dome. Looks soft, clean, and touchable, and it's trending number one through social media and on YouTube. Introducing Dome Armor. It conditions with moisturizers like coconut oil and shea butter. Like protects it with dome, I mean, SPF 45 and enhances your already sexy dome into an irresistible hands-on experience. Keep your head, I mean dome, safe and protected. Get dome armor. Now available in fresh bacon scent. Sure to get the ladies to come running. Yummy. Find stores like Walmart and Lowe's. Oh, and for those still struggling with minor hair loss, try Grow Gain. This product will refresh, revitalize, and regrow hair on your dome. Yeah, so phase one is me, phase two Scott, and then Rick's the uh, the Rick's is what is the final results with dome armor. That's what you get. Yeah, I got some Grow Gain going on here. Wow, you happy? Yeah, I got that grow game, man. It's working. <laughs> working yeah. all over the place. I got uh, I got sides, flat sides on the top. Look at that. Look at that grow game, man. It worked. <laughs> you got a true <laughs> comb over. Yeah. <laughs> well it's his it's probably his uh his teacher look. That's his set. His yeah, teacher that's look. A... That's a non-orange Trump right there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So today we're talking about the Bad Batch season three, episode three, Shadows of Tantis. Tantis episode originally aired on Wednesday, February twenty-first. Um, it was a shorter episode. Let's see. It looks like it was twenty twenty-four minutes and uh, forty seconds long. And we're still in, still dealing with the timeline between 18 and 19 before the Battle of Yavin. As always, Battle of Yavin is when the Death Star first the first Death Star blew up. Which means, Scott, it's time to grab your favorite beverage, pull up a chair, and join us in the Rebel Alliance briefing room. Yay! BBY. 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 Before the Battle of Yavin. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it's the only thing sh- I learned in the last year. <laughs> yeah, right. I've told you much more than that. Okay, so we start the episode out. Uh, Emily Carr, Emery Carr, visits Omega in her cell, and or escorts her out to do the routine shift work that she does on the uh, planet of Wayland. 
uh, clone commandos, TK troopers, science division personnel all walk through the corridors like normal. Uh, and inmates are marched into a cylindrical chamber. Inside, blood donation is, is being given. Yep, this is the right episode. <laughs> um, Omega notices an un, un, unusually large presence of soldiers. And Omega asks why. Carr says they will be informed later. Dr. Royce Hemlock and Nala Say enter the unit, and Hemlock informs them that an unexpected visitor is coming to see them. And Nala Say, oh, who could that be? It's Boba uh, Fett. It's Boba Fett's coming. Yeah. That had been done. All those two, David, talking about that. <laughs> it's Boba Fett. No. Uh, it's Darth Vader. Darth Vader's going to kill them all. Yeah. You guys suck. We don't like your work. Wow, wow, wow. That's who I thought it was, was Vader. Yeah. That'd have been cool. That's, that's what I was thinking too when I first heard it. Uh, da, 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 he orders Carr to oversee Nala Say's laboratory in her absence. When Nala Say offers to oversee the latest test results after the visit, uh, Himlock reassures Nala Say that Carr is very capable of handling all the matters herself. Oh, Ooh. yeah, I remember this. After, yeah, because she um, was with her. And she didn't need her blood tested or something like that. And she had to race over to the machine. Okay, I got it. No, that's what happened in the previous episode. Uh, this one's this this is very similar, but it's not quite the same. Okay. You'll see. You'll see. Uh, when she offers... Uh, okay. The clone commando informs Himlock that the shuttle has arrived. It's transmitting coordinates. It's... it's, it's ooh, it's important. Somebody's important. It's it's coming. It's Gumby. Line uh, up. Hemlock sends additional Alpha starfighters to escort the shuttle to the base. Uh, they looked like they were they were uh, Tie fighters to me, but they they say V wing starfighters. Uh, now I'll say nervously watches Car carrying a tray with blood samples that includes Omega's blood to the test facility. You notice the weather was nice too when the the uh, aircraft approached. There was no Somewhat. light, and there was no fog either. It's supposed to be a foggy planet. Uh, so so Nalase is nervous that that uh, that Emily Carr has got the blood sample. Uh, when Omega is alone, Nalase secretly warns her that she is in danger. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. She says that if Carr tests her blood sample, uh, she she needs to flee the facility before it's too late. Because if if she's tested, she, they'll know something bad we stuff. We don't know yet what that is, but I think we can assume that she has the M count. We'll see. Uh, the metachlorians. Yeah, the Metachlorians, which is weird because she's never exhibited any force capabilities, but uh, maybe she just doesn't know. So she, if you don't know that you can do the force, do you actually do the force stuff? I don't 
Or does somebody have to tell you that, oh, you've got metachlorian count, so you should be doing force stuff? Is that how it happens? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, da -da 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 -da. Da -da -da. And then Omega says, but is is that why you've been destroying my 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 blood samples? Because uh, this danger? And Nala says, he says, yes, in a very quiet voice that we can barely understand. She tells Omega that it's related to a secret Imperial project. As the Imperials end their conversation, Alice tells Omega to go to the lab and retrieve her data pad in order to escape the Imperial facility. She tells her to flee aboard a shuttle, and then Nalase leaves with Hemlock. But before yeah. she before that, she starts to say what it was called. She says Operation. Yeah, she doesn't say what the name is. In left she doesn't say. She doesn't say what the name is, but we find out what it is later in the episode. Take very soon. Spoiler. Spoiler. Very, very soon we find out. Uh, so Nalase walks past several clone commandos and stormtroopers. After passing through the security screening, she enters the the blood test of the blood testing facility and asks Carr about the VIP Carr replies that the IR important person is the important thing is not to ask any questions. When Omega feigns sickness, Carr allows her to take leave of her duties and rest. Omega discreetly steals a data pad and slips away. In space, ooh, in space, a space. shuttle and V-wing escort escorts exit hyperspace. The fighters escort the shuttle to the Wayland facility, and a Hemlock awaits with an honor guard of stormtroopers. Which that's a pretty big honor guard of stormtroopers. That's probably a couple hundred of them, right? Yeah, yeah. The two Emperor Royal Guards in the red uh, plastic uh, coats. <laughs> mm -hmm. I always thought that was funny because they look like they're just latex coats. Yeah. Like some Looks sex like they got a condom would on. have on. Some <laughs> sex worker would have on. Uh, they exit the shuttle followed by Emperor Palpatine himself. Oh, he's the guy. Hemlock greets the Emperor who is eager to learn about the progress of his research inside the facility. Hemlock tells the Emperor that they have quad quadrupled their objectives in record time. Two clone commandos let them into a larger facility. Hemlock tells the Emperor that their exotic matters facility has expanded, providing alterations and testing of much larger assets. The Emperor says that he is in need of he is in need of a much grander design. And that's what he is here to discuss. Project Necromancer. Necromancer. What? Necromancer. Neck as an N E C K. Yeah, it's in um that's what you R O M A N C E R. Yeah. So neck, what Scott was referring to is it's necrophilia, which is you like to have sex with dead people. What? That's yeah. where that's where that comes from. And necromancer, if you remember from the with your uncle with your uncle's business. Yeah. No, no. 
<laughs> a, nec a necromancer is not not quite the same. Uh, my uncle's business was was a little different than that. No, but that's why you um, took me up there since I was a necrophiliac. You've been in there before, <laughs> weirdo. That's just nobody's been downstairs as far as at least I haven't because I don't want to go downstairs where the where the bodies are. Are you scared? I'm you scared. scared? They're gonna wake up and start talking to me or something. I don't. I don't like it. So Any, cool. Anyway, uh, necromancer is referred to in the movies and the and the uh, this cart this uh, animated show and a couple other shows too. It is um, assumed, and we find out officially for the first time in this episode throughout the entire Star Wars series that necromancer is what Palpatine used to come back to life in the future. Um, the idea is they made a clone of him and they're looking for a way to insert the Metachlorian accounts so that they can have a a true clone of Emperor Palpatine. Alright. Oh, so, so somebody with Metachlorians to take their Metachlorians. Yeah, they want to battle Emperor. Because you can't because you can't genetically Duplicate Metachlorian. Correct. No. You can, but it's very, it's very diminished. Very, very diminished. It'll, uh, I think they talk about it here. I think in the episode a little bit too. Oh my God, doggy, stop! So meanwhile, Omega uses a data pad to enter a turbo, turbo lift, and a droid tries to enter the lift with her, one of those little mouse droids, and she kicks it out. Get out of there! This is a single, not a not a double. He enters the detention block and speaks with Crosshair. When he asks what if she found a weak point, Omega says she is improvising and offers to explain later. Improvising? Crosshair doesn't like improvising, does, does it? She, she convinces Crosshair to distract the stormtroopers and, and she unlocks his cell with the data pad. Crosshair fights with the stormtroopers and uses him and starts fights the first stormtrooper and uses him as shield as the oh, second yeah. stormtrooper kills him. He then sounds the second stormtrooper with his blaster and Crosshair locks the guards in his cell as they exit the detention block. So, so was he not as drugged up or something? Not as much, no. They're not drugging him as much. Because he's kind of being cooperative. Owing the line. He was resting. They, Hemlock has, has already um, declared him as not important, really, so oh. they, don't, they don't care about him as much. They, they're still testing their blood, but he's not important. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I was behind all the lasers in that vault hype room. What? You know when when Hemlock and uh, Alien walk 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 through the laser thing, the, the yep. energy is that where that program's at? Yes. Ah, yes. Omega explains that Nalase told her to escape using her data pad to access the base and find the shuttle. Outside the detention block, they hide 
from two passing stormtroopers who talk about the Emperor's visit. Crosshair is pessimistic about their chances to escape. He doesn't think they're gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Omega notices Crosshair is nervous and consults him a little bit and puts the data pad on the terminal and tries to find a shuttle at the Whalen facility. And she finds out they're all grounded because, you know, the secret visitor security is grounded all uh, all shuttles. She decides to she decides to steal the only one that's not grounded, which is the Emperor's shuttle. Did you steal the Emperor's shuttle? When Crosshair points out that that uh, that is it's too well guarded, Omega suggests using the down shuttle that crashed outside when she first arrived many months ago. She proposes using uh, the comm in the shuttle to contact Hunter and Wrecker, and Crosshair lets Omega take the lead. Oh, she's come up with a good plan, he thinks. Inside the vault where uh, Scott says the uh, project is, Hemlock shows Palpatine's several specimens. We don't really get to see the specimens, we just see him looking at the specimens, which are stored in special tanks. Hemlock hopes to conduct a successful M-count replication with time and additional resources. And Palpatine believes that Project Necromancer is necessary to secure the future of the Empire and promises Hemlock any resource he needs. All resources are at your disposal. Blank check. Exactly. Everything. You're the man. We don't care. You're the man. You get it. Whatever you want. Every Elsewhere, Carr visits Omega's cell only to find it empty. And she sighs. Dang it, Omega. What are you doing? Meanwhile, Omega breaks into the Lorca Hound's kennel and Crosshair takes out K9X1 with his blasters. Omega tells Crosshair they will use the kennel chute to escape outside. She explains that it is protected by a timed ray shield and that they will have to move fast. Carr confronts the two in the kennel and two Crosshair points his blaster at her despite Omega's pleas. Carr tells them that they are not thinking clearly and offers to drop the matter if they surrender. But why? Why would they surrender now? They're going to be punished, right? Why would they surrender? Omega refuses to be trapped on Wayland as a prisoner and asks Carr to join them. Carr tries to convince Omega not to escape, but Crosshair stuns her anyway. Pshoom! Stuns her. Before leaving, the Empire warns Hemlock to keep Wayland facility secret and secures and secure since those within the Empire hierarchy will consider his work an abomination. Abomination. Because he's trying to bring people back from the dead. Oh, so, did that, yeah. so did that nurse type person ever work with glasses? The guy? The other guy? We don't know. Heck. That was after that. that was, we don't know. You know so, like the, the guy that was after Grove Group. Oh, yeah, so, okay. so the the uh, reanimating a body thing—that's a force thing. It's a dark uh, force thing. 
So someone who had, who is one with the force has to instigate the uh, transfer of the body and stuff like that. Anyway, Hemlock ah. uh, also tells the Emperor of his ambitions to of ascending to the position of Minister of Sciences, which would get him oversight over all of Imperial Science Divisions. The Emperor says that this will happen in due course before leaving and getting ready to walk onto his shuttle. But wait a minute. Oh, she's not stealing the shuttle. After the Emperor leaves, a clone commando informs Hemlock that Omega and Crosshair are missing and the alarm was triggered in the Lorca's kennel. Hemlock orders the the kennel shoots sealed off. Wait! Crosshair and Omega are in there. But they barely escape as the shields come down behind them as they run faster and faster through the tunnel. Uh, outside, Crosshair asks Omega if she knows the direction of the shuttle. And Omega admits, I don't know. I was in a cell like you. How would I know? Uh, but she suggests they follow the flight path of the departing Imperial shuttle. Oh. Makes sense, right? Inside the kennels, Hemlock and the clone commandos find Carr, who tell them Omega has attained a, a data pad somehow and used it to escape with crosshair through the chutes. Hemlock immediately dispatches the rest of the Lorker hounds, and the patrols track down to track down those fugitives. When Carr expresses concern that the Lorkers will kill Crosshair and Omega, he responds that they are escapees, and the time the that time for harsh measures is over. because uh, you know, they're we don't have any use for them anyway. They're expendable After, now. They're expendable. Because, you know, like I said, uh, he thinks Crosshair is not, not useful and Omega is just there for Nala Say. After dismissing Carr, Hemlock questions Nala Say about Omega's escape. And Nala Say professes loyalty to Hemlock but does not believe her. And he orders her, uh, orders her co clone commandos to secure her in a cell instead of her lab. So she's being locked up and punished. She says I was at your side the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Imperial stormtroopers and transport shuttles are dispatched to hunt down the fugitives. Omega uses the data pad to guide her, guide their way through the jungle, which I guess it has a map on it. I don't know. It's got Google Maps. She trips a, over a branch. And Crosshair helps her up. They are confronted by a hulking Dyrax, which is some black, weird, tall, huge creature, right? Let's see what that is. I got a little description here. Dyrax... Okay, stop jumping around. Dyrexes were a type of huge, humanoid-shaped predator found in the jungles of planet Wayland. They possess glowing red eyes and lupine features Round uh, 18 Battle of Yavin. The clones, Omega and Crosshair, encountered one. Um, they're the only ones that have really survived, it says here, one of those creatures, because they're so tough. And it's it, it looks like a, I don't know, a miniature Godzilla kind of thing or something. 
human sized oh. Godzilla thing. Here goes Tokyo. Godzilla. Yeah. It doesn't brush its teeth either. That's why it's so mean. Exactly. Uh, Directs. Uh, but the Lorca hounds begin attacking the creature. The clones take the opportunity uh, to escape and locate the downed uh, shuttle. Omega tries to power up the ship, but finds that it, its comms are dead. Dang it, how are we going to contact Hunter? Meanwhile, Carr examines the blood samples, including Omega's, and a, a stormtrooper pilot reports an unusual surge in Sector 4. Omega is despondent, but Crosshair reassures her that they have got this far and asks if she is familiar with Plan 72. She says, of course. Uh, I was told by by what's his name that's dead now to uh, memorize all of our plans. Uh, the row class shuttle circles nearby and uh, the search party has located them and they, they start landing to uh, to come in and attack them and find them. The clone commandos tell the troopers to find the prisoners and they start going down grappling hooks and Crosshair shoots them as they, and only takes out a few. Omega approaches the grappling cable um, and goes back up into the shuttle, which is empty now, except for a few troopers. One is the pilot. Uh, Omega approaches the grappling The Loka hounds freed and Batcher attacks the stormtroopers. Uh, as Omega stuns a few stuns the soldier inside the shuttle, she's happy to see Batcher and tells her to stay close. Crosshair yes. takes out the clone commandos and a few troopers in hand-to-hand -hand combat, and Omega lifts takes the lift to the and lifts takes the lift up to the pilot's quarters and stuns the pilot. She shoots at stormtroopers within the ship's weapons. And dispatches the landing ramp for Crosshair to board the shuttle. She says, pew, 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 pew. Look, now Scott's crooked. So that was one of our technical issues earlier. Is I, my video was crooked. Um, uh, where are we at? Crosshair. Omega lifts into the Crosshair jumps into the into the ramp and boards the shuttle and throws the pilot out of the mm -hmm. cockpit. Out on the ground. He says, get out of here, buddy. He's a trash. That's right. A stormtrooper informs the facility that a shuttle has been hijacked and stolen by the fugitives. Imperial V-Wing starfighters are dispatched after the yeah. stolen shuttle. Omega signals. At Omega signal, Batcher boards the stolen shuttle after knocking down two stormtroopers. Power uh, discovers Omega's blood sample supports a positive M transfer count. Mm -hmm. He informs Hemlock, and Hemlock is like, wait a minute! Stand down! We need Omega alive! This is all you get of me, so... Okay. 
We're about ready to be done, though. Okay. Uh, she stands down. She informs Hemlock and orders the V-Wings to stand down. Omega and Crosshair escape into hyperspace. He dismisses their escape as a minor setback and vows with to use the full resources of the Empire that he now has been given by the Emperor. And we see the credits. The credits roll, Scott. Episode is over. Awesome. Episode is over. So, as always, we want your feedback. We want your feedback as much as possible. We want you to encourage Scott to join us more often and Rick to join us more often and me not to be by myself because it's boring and lonely. Look, uh, you have little people watching you. Yeah, yeah. And everybody <laughs> can see my bobbleheads today because I'm at a different angle. Uh, all right, so to feedback to us, you go to feedback at kylesrahanson.com on your email device. Right, Maggie. You can, you can go to our website. Ooh, look at that. Did you hear that noise, guys? That's a notification saying we've got a new follower on Twitter, Sweet. which is uh, which is at super underscore duper underscore pod, a new follower for our podcast. Um, you can also give us feedback on the website on the left-hand side. There's a link that takes you to a form you can fill out and it'll come right to us. Uh, we are also on blue sky at rebel Alliance briefing room. One okay. word. Hey, and wait, we're on. You need to pray. I'm getting in the car. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're also on YouTube, uh, where this video will be posted later. You can put comments there. So everybody, one second, take a little second for a prayer for Scott. Looks like he's a passenger. So I am. Colton's driving. Oh, that's why we're praying. I get it. <laughs> I don't know which way that goes. I'm not a Catholic. <laughs> no, he's a good driver. We're, we we do pray for you. And uh, do you have any uh, real quick comments before you lose your signal while you're driving? About the episode. Um, how many fish did you catch? Uh, two. Rick? He's asking two? Rick. How many white? Fish many did fish you catch? Did you fish? Uh, I haven't caught any for a long time. And what were the pictures? Uh, background. Oh, that's from like three or four years ago. My background picture there? That's from several years ago. Uh-oh, he froze. Yeah. Maybe he's talking about, did you post any pictures recently? Uh, of, uh, uh, I, I think those camp? are from, yeah, yeah, those are from Canada. Yeah, those are old. But the countdown is on four months, actually not even four months now. Yeah, I guess it is four months. Great. Sweet. So yeah, this this episode was a huge uh, uh, buildup of what's going to happen in the future. We we kind of have a good idea now what's going to happen. Obviously, uh, you know they've escaped into space now, doing the, the hyperspace thing, and they're going to 
obviously get a hold of con of Hunter because they're on the way. Obviously, we think. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they're gonna meet up with him somehow, somewhere, um, and be fighting off Imperials the whole way, right? Yeah. Well, and now we know. Uh, now we know the Emperor's like end game, final goal. Yeah. It's been implied. Know. I mean, we've known about it for years and through implications, but now we have actual evidence. Right. And like I said, uh, when we were discussing the episode, that's actually the first time in any of canon that it's been officially said yeah. what it is. Uh, there was yeah. talk about it. There was, I think, in the, uh, in the Ray series, they, he, when he's, uh, you know, floating around, attached to whatever he mentions, necromancer or something like that. Um, but he doesn't. It's never said for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. And and I I would assume the lab that we saw is what is is all transferred to Exegol where in in those movies. Um, because I would that lab does get blown up at some point. Um, or that that planet, whatever, gets yeah. blown up at some point. Um, so, and I would say maybe the the storage area where a necromancer is at is deep enough in there that they were was able to survive some, and they were able to to get it all out. So possibly, yeah, that would be my we, guess. But yeah, something's gonna but, happen to Hemlock because we don't know. We he he doesn't show up anywhere, does he? Um, by, by name, does he? No, I'm trying to think, you know, because in the uh, the Andor uh, TV series, we see the the director of 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 Imperial Sciences. Um, because isn't that where uh, what's his name the 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 one uh, uh, trooper that. Uh, tries to get the the girl isn't that where he works for us for the sciences maybe not maybe not but we hear about the imperial um science division and and who uh is in charge of it i think you're right but it's not hemlock so we know something's gonna happen to him. yeah i don't think it is either <clears throat> i'm sure he gets killed in some fashion that would be my hope but uh we never know yeah maybe he's like uh on uh, Star Trek, they have a uh, a dark uh, forces team that's like so secret that nobody knows about him. Um, Could be. Maybe he turns into that or something. You know, some sort of so secret that uh, he's even he, he could be alive, but nobody knows because he's been erased from every book in existence. Right. True. So we'll, we'll find out. I'm I'm sure. Uh, they might skip an episode where they don't meet Hunter first, but I'm sure it's coming real soon. It's either yeah, the next episode or the episode after that. Yeah, I would guess that too. Uh, I, yeah, with Echo and, and Rex. Um, and uh, do you uh, do you possibly think there's going to be some crossover with Ahsoka uh, possibly with this? I, I don't know. You would think there is. Um, but 
this is 18 before the Battle of Yavin. And Soka takes place nine or ten after the Battle of Yavin. Most okay. of what we see. She is so still around because she was around in the Clone Wars, right? Oh, uh, yeah. But uh, she goes into exile or something weird. Yeah, yeah. It would uh, be kind of cool if there would be some kind of like, you know, cameo or some some kind of thing like that. It would be. I think we'll see Darth. Be. I think we'll see Darth Vader sometime. I don't think it'll be for much, but I think we'll see him for something. Yeah, yeah. He, he'll be around there somewhere. Um, Probably the last or next to last episodes or so, I think. Because something's got to happen to the Emperor somehow. I don't know. Well, That's my... I mean, in the, in the episode... You know, he's, he's got the dark cloak, but he's all wrinkled and stuff. Yeah. Which means he's already seen the events of episode three. Right? Isn't episode three where uh, Windu uh, goes out the window? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the time when he turns wrinkly. Um, and there is time between that because we know he goes to the, uh, what, the big council chamber with all the pods yeah, yeah, after, yeah, he's wrink- after he's been wrinkled. And says he's been disfigured by the Jedi, and they're yeah. the enemies of the state now. And yeah, there's a big the... speech happening in the background. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know. Actually... There's 12 episodes left, right? You said there are 15 total, so this is three. So there's gonna be a lot going on. You figure about half an hour, roughly each episode. We got about six hours left. Yep. So. I picked the wrong one, but the Phantom Menace is the first in the prequels, and it's um, 32 before the Battle of Yavin. And the one we're talking about doesn't list it. Oh, there it is. So it it actually is. So um, the Revenge of the Sith is the last one in the prequels, and it takes place around the same time. 19 before the Battle of Yavin. So it's very possible that characters from that could show up, including Yoda. Yoda. Could. Could could see um, Darth Vader, like you said. We could see more Emperor, of course. And... It's going to be exciting. New season, final season. Makes you wonder, though. It makes you wonder if they survive the entire time and live on the the deserted island planet or whatever. Yeah, Uh, the Gilligan's Island planet. Yeah, where nobody can get to it or figure out where it is. Or maybe it's a Rogue One and and none of them make it. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering too. I I mean, obviously, we would like to think that they uh, live their life out on this planet, but. Um, we also know that clone troopers have an accelerated life expectancy yeah. um, because they want them to um, have their whatever their their fullest lifetime during as a soldier, and then they yeah. they retire and they really don't have anything any use for them after they retire. 
So they die well, out. This, and this is the only place that we know of Omega, too, right? I mean, she doesn't show up in anything else, does she? So yeah. kind of like she, uh, maybe she like ends it all to like, you know, destroy the emperor or something, you know, like in a glory of goes down in a, you know, blaze of glory kind of thing. So you want to, you want to hear my theory about that? Sure. Go for it, man. My theory is, is she sacrifices herself and turns herself into the emperor to save the rest of the crew. Because we, we know that Project Necromancer actually works in some fashion. True. And it at this current time, it doesn't work. Because nobody has, they, they haven't been able to find the M count. Yeah, How do yeah, they yeah. find the M count? Maybe Nalase cooperates and actually shows how they did it, but I'm willing to bet they're going to go with the easier path of of Omega, because we, like you said, we never see her ever again. There's no yeah, Omega yeah. in any of the movies or anything. In Ahsoka, none of it's, she's not there anywhere. Um, Good theory, I man. Know. I think that's what's going to happen, is uh, to save the, 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 the team from that. getting caught on that island of Pabu, she turns herself in and the, the Empire of course they uh well they give got up what on, they want finding their stuff. Yeah, they got what they want at that point, so all the rest of the stuff is irrelevant then. So that's right. an interesting that's a solid that's a solid prediction, man. I think that's what's gonna happen and um I challenge anybody to give us some feedback with something different. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll discuss it all. We'll discuss all of it uh, in future episodes. That's solid, dude. I, I'm, that's a little deeper than what I was going, but all right. I, 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 because I, I, like you said, she doesn't exist anywhere else. It's only in this, in this uh, series that she exists in. And yeah. we also know that Hunter and Wrecker don't exist anywhere else either. True. They they existed in the Clone Wars animated series. Um, but they then they split off onto this series. Yep, so yep. outside of that show, they they've never existed. Um, we know that uh, uh, Rex and uh, Echo exist in uh, the Rebels series because you know when they when when Echo's off doing his thing, they show that stuff in in the Rebels show. It's just, yeah, yeah. it's what yeah. happens there, but. That actually happened before <laughs> the the before show Hunter. happened before this uh, bad batch. So yeah, um, they're just filling gaps there. But anyway, uh, Echo hey. does exist later. Let's let's hear what everybody else has got. I'm all all for it, man. That's what predictions are about. It makes you start thinking about okay, now what am I looking for? What did I That's mean? right. That's right. So let's go ahead and end this this now and uh stop uh boring people if they're bored and we'll get the outro going and uh we look forward to seeing you guys next week when a new episode comes out on wednesday yes the rebel alliance briefing room thank you for listening to the rebel alliance briefing room podcast please visit our website where you can play current and past episodes that's https colon backslash backslash 
R-A-B-R Kyle Johansson dot U-S. That's R-A-B-R dot K-A-I-L-E-J-O-H-A-N-S jet up there? dot U-S. On the left-hand side is a navigation menu. You can use this to learn how to load the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room podcast on your Android or Apple phone and tablet. And we have direct links to our podcast Backwards. on Apple and Google Podcasts. Please participate by connecting to our social media, answering the questions of the week, or submitting feedback directly from the site. Again, all of these are available at the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room website at R-A-B-R-K-A-I-L-E-J-O-H-A-N-S-E-N-U-S. This podcast in no way is approved, sponsored, and <laughs> owned by Lucasfilms Ltd., <laughs> Disney, Disney Plus, or any of its subsidiaries. All opinions are solely owned by Kyle and or Scott, and in no way express the views or opinions of their past or present employers. Views and opinions are not supported or restricted by Lucasfilms, LTD, Disney, Disney Plus, or any of its subsidiaries. Any rebroadcast, reproduction, or any or other use of this podcast and its affiliate sites without consent of Super Duper Podcast Network and its host is prohibited. Not at all. Yep. I am Kyle Johansson, and this is Andrew Scott's... It's Rick. Say goodbye now. That's right. And Rick would never say anything bad about his his work at all either, so he's included in that. He's he's always good to his work and and loyal and kind to them. Definitely kind. Yeah. Anything kind. All right. So we'll see you next week. Adios. Stop the recording.